of Wagers. My name is Aaron Moss. With me is my wife, Michelle Moss. And this is Voyager's Cast, a Headcast Network 20-episode maxi-series podcast where we look at the greatest time travel show of the early 80s, Voyagers. Join us on this monthly expedition through time will be several of my podcasting friends and fellow Voyagers. Each month we look at an episode of Voyagers and give you our thoughts. Let's take a look and see where we're landing this time. And welcome to Voyager's Cast, episode 13. As usual, I am one of your hosts, Aaron Moss. And as always, joining me is my beautiful wife, Michelle. Hello, hello, hello. But today we're not alone. I know we've been doing this on our own for a little while now. Uh, we usually do it late at night, our time, and we're in California, and most people we know are on the East Coast, so it's early in the morning for them. So <laughs> we've been doing our own here for the last few episodes. But today we are able to bring in a special guest from the Voyager's Guidebook. Uh, she has her own website and a Facebook group, which is a great group. We have Ginger. Hi, Ginger. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing today? Okay, pretty good. Glad we get I'm you on the show. <laughs> Glad sure. we get you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for inviting me. So, uh, before we get started with this actual episode, let's find out a little bit about uh, about you. So, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and about your your Voyager's love and. How it came to be. Yes, I'm curious. <laughs> well, stick to the Voyagers. Um, I wasn't around for the original broadcast. I was only two years old when it came out. But I got to see it when I was 12 on Sci-Fi Channel, the original Red Better version. And um, <laughs> I think it was like 92. And that was one of the first shows they aired because they were a new station. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. I just fell in love with it. But then I hadn't, after they went off the air about a year, I would run home from school just to watch. It was on like four o'clock. And I was like, I, I don't need to do this after school thing. I, I got to get home and watch this show. And I was really bummed because it was only 20 episodes. My first episode was about Titanic. So that's pretty late in this in the series. Yeah. I was gonna say I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Michelle know. perks up. I, oh, I, I know. I was what? like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, I haven't gotten that far yet. So it's still a couple episodes away. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the fifteenth. Yeah. And um, then it kind of just went back in order to episode one and so. And but then I didn't find the show again. Like once it went off the air, it was it was never on again. And I didn't find it again until I started remembering it. And I was like twenty four years old, and I said, I remember this pirate, and he was handsome, and all this other stuff, and this <laughs> kid, and his shirt, and <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the internet, you know, they had eBay, and, and some people were selling their own uh, homemade copies. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, it was cute, you know, they, they even made boxes and stuff, and so I wound up buying one, and just kind of from there, I got official internet. We didn't get internet till forever. I got the idea. I saw another website online for Voyager. It's an original one. And I said, I want to make one too. So this was 2006. 
And then from there, I just did it. It has always been Voyager's guidebook. It's been up, it kept evolving in different ways. So then Facebook came, Facebook wasn't even out yet. Then that came out and I said, you know, by 2011, I think it's, let me try a group. They have groups for everything. So let me try that. And, and that really drew all the fans together as well. And, you know, it was, and then you got to meet all, all the fans. And it's funny, like in the last few years, the group has always been kind of small and that's okay. You know, the show is kind of obscure for some, but it grew. So here I am. I'm like, I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm so tired. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's growing and growing. I'm like, oh, what, what can I do to kind of keep it going? I've done like newsletters. I've done the group. Now I have an Instagram page. You can find me there. Uh, Voyager's Guidebook Instagram. And the website, I still have my name.net, but it's very expensive these days. <laughs> But I bought another one on WordPress, so it's a blog type. Right. And, you know, but I put everything out there. You know, like, it's on the uh, Facebook group, pictures. They just keep making it impossible to, like, find the albums. <laughs> they keep changing <laughs> uh, Facebook, keeps changing the structure. But yeah. it's all there. A lot of it's there. And, and I just really enjoy it. I enjoy discussing it with fans and just sometimes... I'm not on Facebook as much as I used to be, so I just let everybody else discuss, discuss. <laughs> and then I pop in like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I, I had that idea. I used to do the fan fiction. I have, like, tons up there oh, very from nice. years ago. So it's been a long time. It's been a while. Now I'm just kind of taking it easy with the, the group and the blog. Because I, I, in 2018, I started writing chapters and chapters and chapters worth of information i've discovered you know from newspapers magazines everything old interviews all kinds of stuff and oh i was compiling everything so i have so much more to go i i have a bunch of stuff up there and i'm like man i could break down each chapter into like five different posts so it was like so much content that wow, very nice i just have to stop being lazy and get to it <laughs> <laughs> I just because I wrote, I wrote, I was writing for two years straight, like researching and then writing, and I just kind of like burned out. So now I'm like, okay, I got to get this blog done, <laughs> yeah, and make it nice. I love to put pictures and and everything. I've got a question: is oh, your yeah, blog, is your blog's name Phineas Blog? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a real bad dad joke, but I just it came in my head. I'm like, I so want a, a blog that's called Phineas Blog. Like, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> it's still VoyagesGuidebook.com. So if anyone you know is out there, <laughs> VoyagesGuidebook.com will take you to the WordPress to the blog site, and there's a lot of posts already up there I'm, I'm trying to get my episode guide together that's there and then the other things that i've written about it over the years nice yeah that's always yeah i can try to juggle that with the real life and problematic sometimes you don't have 
time to do everything that we want to do in this world? <laughs> That's insane. I've asked Ginger to come on for a very special reason. This is the 13th episode of Wagers. It's a very cool, cool episode. You learn yes. a lot. You learn a lot. This the, the title of this was called The Trial of Phineas Bogg, and it originally aired January the 16th of 1983. And from what I understand, originally this was going to be the season, yeah, the season finale, possibly the series finale. And then, the script that was called The Last Adventure. That, that's what it says on okay, yeah. the scripts. Mm-hmm. So they, they really had known by then, okay, this is it. So let's try to tie it all in. Right. They thought they were going to be over. They got extended for another seven episodes, which is good for us. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get more, but you know, such as it is, it's NBC's choice. Mm-hmm. It's like we've talked about before, they, they dropped it for us, some news program that no one remembers the name of. So, oh, monitor, monitor. They thought they could compete with the 60 Minutes, and they it was the most long show I've ever seen. So real quick, this is the synopsis from Wikipedia. The Voyagers appear in an empty courtroom with a non-functional Omni. A defense attorney named Susan claims Bog has violated the Voyager code and will be put on trial by Voyager Drake, a tough prosecutor. Three judges take the bench and Bog is charged with endangering Jeff's life. However, evidence of perjury during the trial is discovered showing that Drake had tampered with the Omni memory recorder. When Drake attempts to escape with his army, the Voyagers grab him and end up in the Texas Revolution in Mexico in 1836. Drake escapes somewhere in time while Bog and Jeff help Sam Houston and the Texan rebels. Susan then brings him back and the judge tells him that Jeff's destiny was to be a Voyager. He gives Bog his omni, but they go back to work and disappear before he can give them a new guidebook. And that was the synopsis for... The Trial of Phineas Bogg. So this was Michelle's first time. Well, we watched it twice. Well, let me rephrase that. I watched it twice. She slept through it once and then watched it. <laughs> My MO, by the way. If you, if, I don't know if you've listened to many of our podcasts, but it's always... So, first of all, well, actually, it's your third time watching it. The first two times you slept through it. Because we, we usually end up watching these late in the evening. And I'll be like, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. And then... He'll turn it on, and I won't even get past the first five minutes. I'm out. So th- this is a – I think back in the 80s, almost every TV show had to have a clip episode yes. where they took clips of all their previous episode seasons and clipped them in one. So this was their clip episode. So uh, Ginger. A little clip show and, and a bottle episode where, you know, just save money to have everybody in one set. No yeah. effects, no – none of that. So – Yep, but it so, worked. I like I like how they how they incorporated it, the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah they, they can be done well, and they can be done done ham fisted. I I thought this was done rather well myself. Also, I'm sure. What are your thoughts on on this being a? I don't like these kind of shows <laughs> at all. I mean, okay, I can't say at all. However, I will say this is probably my least favorite episode however it was one of the most informative episodes which i've complained about like well not complained but i've asked several different questions that actually got answered in this episode see the pedipin in it shows up yeah yeah yeah, whatever (laughs) um by the way that's another thing uh 
I get told we'll put a pin in it in, in both of our our podcasts because I'll ask questions and he's like, well, you'll get the answer later. So we'll put a pin and we'll come back to it. Uh, I was mad because I don't think I've gone through a certain, any podcast without being told at least two or three times. So this is how you get to pull some pins out and got some questions answered. Hopefully. Yes. However, I did not like the episode. (laughs) I just, there were so many things about it. I did not care for. But I just I don't know. Like I'm I'm so picky. I'm so picky. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, what did you said you enjoyed it, Ginger? I enjoyed um learning finally about the mysterious voyagers and who they were, at least a little bit, you know, right. and the introduction um of a villain. You know, like uh, finally meeting Boggs, you know, uh, crutch that he talked. I like how they tied that in from from episode one. Because sometimes in '80s shows, they don't, they never go back. Right. But today, you know, they, everything's like a long story. Well, I like, I like how we found that out. Jeffrey's talking. Oh yeah, I remember Boggs said he didn't pay attention to school. He's always looking at some blonde. You're <laughs> her. Oh. <laughs> Which is weird because, like, even though, like, he had this, like, the biggest crush on her, out of all the chicks that he's seen, I mean, yeah, I was telling Aaron when I watched it, when I watched it the second time today for a little bit, um, when he said hi to her, he, like, looked her up and down. It was so cringy and so, like, just, I'm like, no, just, you don't do that. That's just, I mean, literally, he, like... I just like looked her up and down like she was a piece of meat. And I was just like, but he didn't even get a kiss though. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like he's made out with all these other chicks. In the history. I have theories on that. Um, What's that? I have theories on why. Like, Well, tell me because I'm curious. Well, one of them is just because she has a mysterious air about her. I think maybe he feels beneath her a little, like he's like the doofy pirate and she was up there. She became a lawyer. So she was like someone who seemed untouchable. Like, you know, she would just glide by in her Roman dress. She's probably from the Roman era. I think that, that dress she, but anyway, she just glided. So it was like, oh, wow, Susan. You know, just kind of like in awe of her. So even, and then plus they're in, headquarters there may be some no fraternizing uh, rule there so you know that's what the show was coming on, on her gown and I'm like well, I think it's just because they, they come from different well, the periods reason- of times I'm assuming she's probably either Greek or Roman either Greek or Roman era. time frame because I have a problem with Phineas Bog being a pirate like it absolutely just I don't know why but he was not, not very piratey to me. He's, he's, you know what he reminds me of now? He should be on the ship on the one TV show we started watching. What was it called? What's it uh, called? Our flag means death. Yes, I don't know if you've seen that, but it's on what platform? Um, HBO Max, I think. I think so. I'm pulling it up right now and see. It is it like the weirdest. It kind of reminds me of uh, Monty Python meets The Office meets. Um, yeah, it's called our. It's the show is called Our Flag Means Death, and it's on HBO Max. 
and it's a comedy and it's piratey like pirates but like the captain is very much like oh we should hug it out and you know he wears really clothes and it's he's, a, he's a rich aristocrat that's trying to be a pirate what was his new his new name? The gentleman pirate. Yeah, he wants to be the gentleman pirate, and he teaches <laughs> kindness and manners. And then and all of his other like people on the boat are like, "We need to pillage and you know, <laughs> blackbeard this." And he's like, "No, no, no, no. We 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 need to make a flag. Everybody sit down and and sew." And they're like, "That's not manly." He's like, and one guy goes, "Well, I sewed my arm on once." He's like, "See, it is manly." <laughs> it's, but fact, yeah, when you're complaining about Phineas, I, I was gonna say, well, he's the gentleman pirate. <laughs> yes, he so is because he's I, that just irks me. Like to me, when I think pirate, I think of at least you know Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, I really don't think of Johnny Depp. That one, but I mean that that's a good figure. But having a woman poop on your pit bed. No. I think they were going for the Errol Flynn type uh, from the whale, the you know the '30s movies, '40s. Uh, he did a lot of pirate films back yeah. then, so I think he was the inspiration, even for the costume, maybe, uh, the whole uh, personality. I kind of like they didn't, even though he was just not piratey, I kind of <laughs> like that they didn't go so far into the stereotype. Arr, pirate, yeah. arr. I, I, I'm glad they kind of stepped away from that. That's, that's a very good point because that would just be totally. But I just, I just can't wrap my head around Phineas being. A, and then I was like, "Well, are they all pirates?" And everyone's like, "Put a pin in it." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> finally, it took 13 episodes for that one." <laughs> yeah, they come from different walks of life. Yeah, that's why I gather from the episode also is that yeah, he pet Susan on a pedestal even in school, and he thought whether she was above him or not, he felt that she was above his pay grade, as it were. And that you know he didn't have a chance because I say his yeah because when it's mentioned that you know he liked her she's like well you should have given her all a chance which you know tells us that he never made a move on her and that, I think that's wise because he's just some scurvy pirate you know and she's <laughs> Greek or Roman you know goddess if you will yeah right that's my theory like maybe he just viewed her up there <laughs> that, that's what I gather from the episode but and then Drake looks like he's probably from the 1800s I would guess from his his costume yes. Yes. Um, but I also had another thing for like the whole rule monger thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he was like, you all must be chast, you know, chased and wear big skirts and colored shirts and all that fun stuff. Do you feel, let me ask you this. Do you think Jeff, oh, I, okay. Another thing. I say Joffrey more than I say Jeffrey. And I don't know why all of a sudden I channel my Game of Thrones. Because I only do it when we're podcasting. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, we'll talk about Jeffrey outside of podcasting, and I'm fine. The moment I get on mic, it's Joffrey. So I don't know why my brain does that. A lot of people do not realize that because I edit a lot of it, it, so it makes you sound like you're saying it properly. (laughs) It makes me sound intelligent. Is that what you're going to say? I wouldn't say that. Uh, I do. Though, do you feel like Jeffrey, I almost said it again, my word. Um, Jeffrey, 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 Jeffrey. I know, all right. Is whiny? <laughs> and is he a good actor to you? Those are my two questions. Do you find him a little bit whiny? And is he a good actor? I don't think he was very whiny. I think he was maybe too TV smart. Like, a little precocious at 
that's not the word. I think they toned down the whininess the more, you know, he he became a voyager, you know, the more he went on. And and then I, I always try to reason, well, this poor kid was just thrust out of his whole universe is like upended. I mean, he lost his parents in a very traumatic, you know, devastating way. Which uh, a funny story, like when I watched it on the Sci-Fi Channel, they they cut that scene where Jeff explains, "Oh, I found my my, you know, they were dead in the car, and I tried to pull them out." They cut all that. So when I first saw the the DVD version. Um, was like, oh, that's you know, it's so awful. This poor kid. So I kind of gave him a pass. If you know, if he was a little whiny at times, I kind of gave him that pass. And to me, it was more of a little smart alecky. You know, uh, I took that as the New York in him. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, yeah. New York swagger that some some people have. But that's funny because I can give him a pass over the New Yorkness, but I can't give him a pass for the traumatic stuff. That's horrible. Now that I think about it, there was like so many big issues in this. Like, yes. So let me ask. Let me ask you a question on that then. In this episode, should Phineas have still petitioned for Jeffrey to be able to go back in time and be with his parents and fix that problem? Oh. I I don't know. And as a kid, wouldn't you think that you would want your parents back? I don't. I don't. Well, I think that's he, a hard. He didn't. He didn't. Jeffrey wasn't. Uh, to me, Jeffrey wasn't given the choice. No, he wasn't. But I'm saying, don't you think? Oh, that Phineas should have pressed more for it. Pressed for it. Like they're there, and he has a chance to give Jeffrey the best thing back. His right. mom was dad. I got, I was under the impression that, you know what, that, I mean, they did show it. Oh, they brought out these documents and, and that he's supposed to, Jeffrey's supposed to go on to do these amazing Voyager things. You know, they don't say what, but he's supposed to be someone very important to the, the universe and time itself. So that if, if they would have brought him back, it would have messed that up, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. You know that that's he. I think by by the thirteenth episode, he might have come to terms. Okay, they can't come back. I may not be able to get them back, and he started viewing Bog more as the parent figure. Oh, he yeah. didn't believe him. Um. <laughs> I thought I'm like, well, at this point, he's attached to like. I feel a little unfair that they didn't. I know he's just a kid. They didn't give him that choice, you know. But Phineas, as an adult, you know, because he even said, well, if you are going to send him back, this is where I want him sent back. So he's already thinking in that regard. Right. You know, and if Phineas knows that they can do that, that would be like the most selfless thing. I mean, he was already going to dump him off at his great great grandparents' house. True. In the Christmas episode. Right. So he's already has that selflessness where he knows Jeffrey would be quote unquote better off, even though Jeffrey's completely disagreed with him saying that he wants to be with Bog. However, mm-hmm. that would be a very 
Well, I said, I'm looking at my notes and I said that weight on Bog's shoulders, that decision must have been insanely heavy for him to make. Bog views him as, as either a younger brother or as a son. Yeah, well, he says he so, loves him. I right, mean, so. But if you truly love somebody, wouldn't that be something? Not saying he doesn't love him, right. but I mean, that would be like the ultimate love sacrifice. Like, here, well, you know what? I'm going to. We're going to give you back to your parents. We're going to stop your parents from dying because then he doesn't have that trauma. Right. He doesn't have that baggage. He's not well, hurting. Let me put this out there for you. According to Wiki, according to IMDb mm-hmm. the trivia, uh, prior to filming this episode, there was doubt whether NBC was going to continue and doing more episodes. So there was an alternate ending written, but not filmed, in which Bog would have saved Jeffrey's parents. Oh. So there was dun, dun, dun. there was thoughts or plans for maybe having Bog go back. That and, would have been a nice, yeah. you know, series ender anyway. Yeah. What well, we was watching it and yeah. they uh, they save Sam Houston in the the Republic of Texas and they're walking like, well, we got no, you know, we're stuck here, got no Omni. Uh, no way out of here. And, at least uh, we got each other. Yeah, at least we got each other. And it just ends in a commercial. And I was pissed. I told Michelle, I told Michelle, like, and that's where it ends. What? I was mad. I was like, oh, <laughs> heck no. Like, they cannot leave them stranded. <laughs> I was wondering maybe that was going to be the series ending at first before they decided to, you know, continue on with it because that would have been. He says it's fitting and it works. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You don't. Well, that would have been a nice ending. I mean, I don't like when things are not tied up in a pretty bow. They're stuck in Houston. They go live happily ever after. They're going to live happily ever after in the Republic of Texas and be around when joins America. And (laughs) And then there's also the paradox of the situation. Um, Because when Bog says, I want you to take him back when they're fighting, uh, you know, kind right. of the uh, Garth there. He says, I want you to take him back to before, you know, his parents died. And Drake's like, no way. You can't, you know, you can't do that. Um, you can't bring him back to before because there would be two Jeffries. <laughs> like, which one? Well, you know, if they were able to substitute him or whatever and save his parents, then that would mean that he wouldn't be in that skyscraper more than likely. When Bob comes flying oh, yeah, in, yeah, that was his aunt's house, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was mean. I didn't like her. <laughs> but yeah, if, if his parents were alive, more than likely would have been there. Phineas would have found Jeffrey. He would have leapt out on his own and with his guidebook and continue on like he was. And we would have had these last previous twelve episodes. Which I'm fine with if that means Jeffrey gets to keep his parents <laughs> because. Every kid should keep their parents. Right, but then that, would that might end up with a, you know, it's just a sacrifice for God, but he can live with it. He's an adult, and oh, yeah. he'll have Jeffrey, the memories of being with Jeffrey, and and you know, loving this kid as a as a son figure. But you know, he Jeffrey won't. They'll erase. Right, that was another big thing. They can erase, you know, their memories. So. Um, the movie, it should have been like, well, let's at least erase the memory of like your parents dying, and let's just make Phineas your dad now. <laughs> that would just be awful. But yeah, you know, I think. <laughs> well, it may have saved him some grief. They could have messed with his mind like that. Yeah, it it 
It makes me wonder all what the Voyagers have done to people's minds. and yeah, like some kind of mind control. Yeah. I had a story like that once, and I, and I had, it was so, you know, Jeffrey was against it. He's like, I don't want them messing with my brain. Then I can take away my, you know, my memories of this right. and that. I don't want to be a voyager if that's what they're going to do. <laughs> you know, and, but I think in, in that case, um, maybe they might, they probably do take away some memories of their voyagers just so they're not tempted to like go back and change history, you know, and keep messing with history and stuff like that. Like, you know, let me go back. It's kind of sinister, though. <laughs> it's like turning them into some kind of sinister headquarters or something. Well, you know, besides this episode, we don't get much on the Voyagers as a group. So, I mean, we... we if they could control time and have time, then they could do... They could probably, right. you know, do... And that's one thing we kind of complained about in the show before is that we don't get much on the Voyagers as a group. And one thing I've always questioned is my my main problem with it. You know, I love the show. My main problem with it is how time works. Because if Jeffrey knows, you know, that the uh, baby Moses sailed down the Nile and Pharaoh's daughter found him and all these other things that happened, why are they messed up now if Jeffrey knows how it's supposed to turn out? That's one right. I've kind of had about the show is that it doesn't really – they need to have either a villain through thing messed up like right on the spot, like it just messes up right there. But that, like you're saying, wouldn't that just erase Jeffrey's? Maybe because right. I always say, well, he's in the loop now. He's in the time travel club right. in the loop. So, so he has the the memory of, of what happening. And but I think they needed to explain maybe in the first episode. That maybe there was an accident or something, and it's caused these these time uh, issues of time to shift, or another group of anti voyagers or whatever. Which this uh, episode you know, kind of touched on, yeah. You know, like, like over on, uh, Quantum, uh, our Starbright Project show. You know, uh, evil voyagers going around messing with time. Why wouldn't this guy? I think. <laughs> Something like that to help explain up to this point why time is. I think, in, and Doctor Who had an interesting, uh, in uh, like they called it like cracks in time, where right. they just get a little, even just a simple little explanation yeah. like that, just a phrase, a sentence. That was well, a first episode. Yeah, Phineas could have said, "Was well, explaining what voyagers are." You know, there's cracks in the time that we're going through and repairing, or you know, there was an accident in the Voyager lab, and it. Cause the time to be or solidifying it, or that's cool. His pirate ship got crashed, and now pirates are all fixing time (laughs) instead of pillaging. Cosmic King exploded and is causing problems of time, or you know, there was a snap. (laughs) Something that, yeah, something that to explain why that that's. Even though I love the show, that's my my biggest issue with it is I like to have explanation a more solid for foundation. So I don't know if you ever thought about that, Ginger. You know, if you got oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's fun to kind of put well because I used to write the stories. It would be fun to play with the different 
you know, versions of time travel because there's so many ways you can do things. Oh yeah. And and stuff. I can't remember what type of time travel they use. You know how they have like the horseshoe, to the, the the time right. travel, and and stuff. And I'm trying to remember what Voyagers was, what type it was, but and it's not um, parallel. I mean, there is parallel worlds. You know, when they go into the red light zone, right? And that's but, what some people yeah. suggested. But I think they see time as one timeline. And it needs to be corrected. Um, It's not like, okay, there's a, you know, there's a red light here on a new universe is formed and and everything goes, you know, that way. And then it it just stays in existence. There are shows like that. I think Time Tracks, I don't know if you ever see Time Tracks. I think they did it that way, which confused me. I was like halfway through that series. I was like, what? (laughs) He's in a parallel past or something like that but now the other problem with that is well i mean if this is not just one earth if you will if this is earth two for instance then how does jeffrey know how that world's supposed to turn out right his world turns out but just because if they're in an alternate reality well maybe things aren't supposed to go that way right i think it's just one world one time right one timeline one world and the timeline must go the way the history book says, you know, right. history says. Our walking history book, Jeffrey. <laughs> he's like a savant. That's gonna that's gonna end soon. Is he t- he's only like twelve, maybe he hits thirteen by the end of the season. Uh this is his schooling. <laughs> he needs to get back to school. <laughs> yeah, how far? Dog needs to get a book. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, with his dad being a history, you know, teacher, he probably t- taught a lot more than he. Oh, yeah, he knows a lot more than the average yeah. school. I always said, "Oh, it doesn't look like he like watches much TV." I didn't see TV <laughs> in the room. It was just like books, books, books. Which you know, Scholastic put out the show, so yeah, promote books. They were very much into getting kids, yeah, to go to the library, you know, read a book. And, and I'm all for that. I'm a big library guy. I'm a big reader. So to reading more. Like now I just read stuff online. I got to read my books again. <laughs> <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine what Jeffrey would have been like had he had the Internet, though, if you think about it? Oh, yeah. Well, he'd be one of the ones out there. Making making Wikipedia pages and he, he, he and, would be like the guy with the mask. What's that called? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, huh? Exactly. The what are they? The guy with the mask. <laughs> He'd be part of them. Like you know, when when he heard heard that uh, Russia was invading their Ukraine, he's the one over there like programming satellites <laughs> to like redirect and stuff. You don't know what his future holds. Maybe maybe he does go on to this stuff. Uh, you know so we don't know what special things he's going to go on to do right. so, I would love if they could bring the show back and you know, bring baby Jeff like we've talked about maybe Jeffrey's now in charge of the Voyagers or maybe that that could be an interesting maybe that was his his big future maybe he's the one that creates the, the Voyagers Academy and all that and we're right. behind him. yeah <laughs> 
That would You'll be probably take, uh, you know, become a future guard, like the head of the tribunal. It's, I didn't like that tribunal. <laughs> guard? Okay. The, the other two? No. Well, like Phineas was saying, the, the one gal. Uh, her bun was too tight. Yeah, her, <laughs> like, her bun was I always mean, It was. <laughs> she, but yeah, but it I was wonder a- how much of that was just his personal thing because she wouldn't date him or something. <laughs> Like, oh, she's a prude. Yeah, Meanwhile, she just turned them down. And <laughs> the girls. Maybe she's a Hermione Granger type, you know? <laughs> like, you don't know. Yeah. Wh- because I could see him being that way. Because yeah. he seems very... M- my Mizzo... What do you call it? Masochist? No. Or- I, can't, I can't pronounce the word. Um... Very macho y, kind of like very much the 80s dude. Let's just put it that way. The 80s dude. Yes. Like, you know, hey, baby, you know. (laughs) (sighs) He's too. I am not that girl that can sit there and I've only fawned over a few television people. One of them was Justin Hartley from The Green Arrow. I always, I always watched it and said, Smallville. oh, he's so pretty. Yeah, Smallville. I always thought, like, oh, he's so pretty. But, and don't get me wrong, like, Bog is a very handsome guy. His eyes are absolutely beautiful. But I don't like when they over-sexualize characters and they beat you over the head. And I have a problem with that with Sam Beckett mm-hmm. in um, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Because I'm like, what are they trying to do? Make him into a sex symbol right here? Like, why is his shirt off when he's mending a fence doing country work in our pig farmer episode? But I just, I don't like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, other girls are like, oh, you know. <laughs> in the 80s, had it been New Kids on the Block on the TV show, I would have been all for them having their shirt <laughs> off. So I guess I can't say that. I'm a little bit of a hypocrite right now. So I take that back. <laughs> I stand corrupted from myself. Isn't that awful? I think he's he's good at heart. He just yeah. Power um, you know. the heart of gold. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess having the kid, having Jeffrey there, you know, changes him. I think a lot. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely, one hundred. The last year, he's kind of he's mellowed out a little bit, a little more. I well, mean, you have the kid telling him no romance while the army's red, right? <laughs> you know, like, come on. <laughs> Dude, do we have to go through this again? Like, oh, I've seen your goodbyes. We don't have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, we do. They have they have an army. They can try. You know, they're not beholden to time like the rest of us. What did you think? I'm sorry, going back to the episode of that Omni memory recorder. <laughs> that thing, what is it? It must record mm-hmm. everything. So they've seen Bog bug, bug, bug some uglies, is what you're trying to get at. <laughs> I mean, it was edited, obviously, because we learned that Drake edited, you know, to right. make it look like he was guilty of whatever, which to me didn't really seem like Bog was. Even looking at his clips, I was like, was he guilty of? What he got guilty was the last one they showed where he was uh, setting up or trying to kidnap Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah, okay. 
But yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a little annoyed, I guess, with that, that they didn't show, because the rest of them, they showed the last parts of the scene where things worked out like they planned. And this one, you're like, oh, that's where it ends. Well, no, there was things going on after that that, you know, that's relevant. Bring up more of that. <laughs> I think, you know, can imagine the Omni editing room and the headquarters like, oh, there he goes again. Like, oh, God. Yeah. See, that's how I feel watching it. Oh, there he goes again. I don't need, I don't need to know that he's doing what he's doing. Like, poor Jeffrey. Like, does he have to be like, oh, go in the other room, put a sock on the handle, you know? Like, no, thank you. You know, and especially like, no one wants to think of their parents doing things like that. Like, I'm sure he's just like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. Just don't. Doesn't want to know how the sausage is made. Yes. He how wants, the kids are made. Oh. He just wants the hot dog without knowing about the hot dog. <laughs> no, no. Susan wanted the hot, but never mind. That's <sighs> those are entirely. <laughs> bad. Man, we're talking about voyagers, not about sausages. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Susan. Uh, I I had to look up because she looked familiar. She was also on V as uh, her name was Barbara, one of the aliens. I I didn't see this show, but yeah, she she was on that. Something yeah, like, familiar. She was all over the things. That's why I recognize her from is one of the friendly aliens that was helping. Uh, I forget his name now. But yeah, the main guy in there. You know, and I have to say, that lady, she's very pretty. Like, and I am, I'm like, I have affinity of like for blonde hair and, you know, like the Greek look because I love Greek mythology and all that stuff. So I thought she was really pretty. And I'm like, that's the kind of girl like I would see Bog going for. Some of these girls that they casted for like the love interest, I'm like, really? They're kind of not the greatest looking women. So I don't know. Like always, I'm always complaining about that too. I'm like, uh, they're okay. Frog <laughs> was like all head over heels. Yeah. I feel like the episode before, didn't he tell the lady he loved her? Yeah, he did. The episode before this one, or are you thinking about the other one we watched? I don't know. With the, uh, the next episode. One he said I, that he loved. Or was it, was in, in, in episode 19, uh, Mabel Hubbard. See, yeah, the one before this was Buffalo Bill and Annie play the Pup Palace. Okay, it, then it must have been the one about... The, I think it was... Pearl Harbor, Jack. Yeah, because yeah, she, she wanted to watch that one also, so we watched that one after this last mm-hmm. time. Not, I'm, I'm building mine up. I'm mixing <laughs> them up again. But yeah. I don't think he said I love you to her, though. Yeah, I don't think he actually said I love more He did men cared about her, but... Again, he tends to care for all of them he's with. Yeah. <laughs> he? He's a very loving man. <laughs> he's like, I got love to go around. As our friend Lee would say, that's Norwegian smooth and cinnam. <laughs> Norwegian cinnam is very lover intense, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, let's see. I'm just looking through my notes. And I said, you know, like Drake, I was always wondering... So you mentioned Greek mythology, so that's um, Draco. The word Draco means lawyer. So there was a guy named Draco in, well, in the seventh century, excuse me. I was, I'm thinking of ancient Greek, Dracon, the word um, for dragon, serpent, which Drake is a snake. Uh, <laughs> the lawyer 
word in the seventh century says uh, Draco was an educated aristocrat and became the first legislator of Athens. They don't know much about his life, but his laws were biased. He favored aristocrats and he's a bias toward the rich and he had very harsh laws and the death penalty was the punishment for even the minor offenses. So I said, that sounds just like Drake, you know, that's very, hit you in the head. Like, (laughs) yeah, if you know that, yeah, it's like, wow, that's a very fitting name for him. You know, Drake's up there bragging all 30, 30 convictions. And and basically they maroon them. They like send them to an Island where they go back and, and go get them. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they Oh, shut up. <laughs> See? See what happened right there? That's what happened. He looks at me and goes, put a pin in that. <laughs> uh, I can say no, actually. Unfortunately. We don't know. We don't know. We don't, yeah, we, they never get that far. Okay, well, I'm writing it in that they do. That would be nice if they would have got a second season, though. They went and had to go save the, yeah. the time the travelers. convicted. I always had an issue with the ending of this. <laughs> They're like, well, you're new. Your new assignment is to catch Drake. Okay. So give me an upgraded Omni, please. With I was thinking that too. You know, like like Drake has. Somehow right. he retrofitted his... Well, no, he was a, a, legis- a lawyer, so he got a better Omni. But somehow give me that because this guy can go anywhere. And I'm and Bob can only go from here to here. I, I, I guess 1450 BC to 1970. Was his time frame. Right. So, you know, give them a new Omni. Give them, make him take that book. <laughs> well, they were going to give him the book, but. Yeah, I know. a little too soon. But we can locate him because the hot blonde could locate him. So go give, give him, him that too. Like put that on the, you know, on the Omni. with them. They could be a family. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would change the entire dynamics of the show. It though, would. I know. If they I know it would. Included, I'm just saying. You know, gave Bog a wife, as it were. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Quit nagging me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I understand now, Jeffrey. Do we have to bring her along? Yeah. Why? She's my wife. <laughs> Man, girls always ruin the fun. <laughs> Bob would say to Jeffrey, "Just wait to see your older kids." Yeah. <laughs> and you would think oh, Jeffrey was at least dead. he's thirteen years old. You you know he knows <laughs> some of the stuff. Oh, it was a different time back then. He didn't have the internet to to learn from, and had to watch the you know, did Playboy you need the internet from, to learn from? <laughs> Anyways, um, exactly. Bingo. <laughs> Boys don't need the internet to learn from. They are just born with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, we thought this would be a clip episode. From, uh, another note from <clears throat> IMDb. It says that a considerable amount of production money was saved by using previously shot footage as flashback to the story. So we talked about when was last episode, how they, they seem to use a little bit more special effects. Maybe because they knew their story was coming to an end, and this time here they could have they saved a lot of money because they uh, they were used. They used a lot of the old footage. What do you think Voyager headquarters is? You know, like 
is it Whatever. another planet or is it another dimension like outside of time itself or something or yes like, what is your opinion <laughs> I, I think it's somewhere outside of time i know like in dc comics there's a place called vanishing point where the linear man who are basically kind of like the, the voyagers they watch over time and it's on the it's outside of time in the time stream itself that's kind of where i picture the voyager school as being outside of time in the time stream um yeah i'm sorry go ahead no, go ahead go ahead and finish your thought before i i have oh. a question I'll, i can wait until you're done with your thought no like when when they land and, and he looks at the army it's black it's right black out, which is kind of like a clue well it was deactivated but you know it's like where are we there's no there, there's nothing there's no right. we're not in earth anyway because that was an earth globe and um and that's another reason I think maybe they're outside of time. Because that's what did. did you see the the Voyages m- movie, the 1984 <laughs> one that they threw together for VHS? Um, I watched, I've got a copy of it to watch. I'm gonna, I think we're going to cover that once we're done with the main series. Yeah, but it has some interesting concepts added in, but it goes the spacey route now. Like, oh, it's a, it's a, you know, another planet. And, and stuff like that. Some people, right. I remember over the years, some fans were like, I hate that. It's not a planet, you know, they're not aliens and <laughs> whatever. But well, I did it with Highlander in Highlander 2. Oh. They came out, <laughs> exactly. They came out. <laughs> no, I know. That's what most people, yeah, when they mention Highlander 2, ugh. Yeah, you see <laughs> yeah, they try to make, they say Highlanders are actually aliens and. Don't we don't need all that? Don't don't ruin what we've had. <laughs> so I feel the kind of same way about that as, as saying no, Highland is fantasy is not aliens. It's yeah. not sci-fi. <laughs> no, it, it's it's fantasy. It's either outside the time stream or maybe a hidden, you know, maybe inside the earth or you know something other than aliens. Because yeah, that, that's far fetched. <laughs> no, it's a little too simplistic. I think. So question for a time travel show. How about this? I have a question for you. So how do you think they gather all these people up to be voyagers? Like there's a Roman chick, there's a crucible chick, I mean guy. <laughs> you know, there's like all no, well, he wasn't a Puritan, but you know what I'm saying. Like how do they just travel to different places and times be like, hmm? Or is he like Thor and he has to be worthy of it? You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what I'm wondering. I'm assuming there's there's Voyager recruiting agents that go out and... So it's like they give him a business card like in Squid Games? Kind like, of. Call me if you want to be a Voyager. Yeah, then they just show up or maybe... That's cool. That's a cool uh, That or maybe they're about ready to die <laughs> and oh, a geez. Voyager shows up and, and plucks him out at the last minute and... One of my oldest theories that yeah, they're gonna look for people preferably young, younger the better, you know, they can train right. them. They're gonna die in history. They're gonna die at that moment, so we're just gonna phew, take that them. otherwise if they came and they took someone that wasn't gonna die, they could be affecting the timeline. Right. And then I had another additional theory that later on I said, Well, 
what if, like Michelle had mentioned, Lizzie Worthy, like they had a, a department and headquarters where they were like watchers, like they watched this person's life to see, you know, would this person make make the word? Right. It doesn't explain Drake. People can change, you know, you know, maybe, you know, it could change. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but. But he he was a jerk in class, too. Right. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Finney is a womanizer goofball who didn't pay attention in class and was just flirting with the chicks. So how is he, he was chosen to be, I mean, well, it could was, be his that, heart, but. That was, that was your theory about being worthy. I'm just saying though, like I'm <laughs> again, kind of thought processing it through, but. Take it out your own theory. Yeah. That's why I think they just grab people that are young and about ready to die. That's, that's my. Morbid. Well, otherwise, they would mess with the timeline. That's why they take people that's about ready to die. Unless they're going to take them back to their timeline when they're done being a Voyager and poop, put them right back. Because that's not what happens because we've seen what happens. What? They get dropped off somewhere in time, not their necessarily their own time. Oh, the old man? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he had. A, he chose, you know. Where to go? Yeah, he thought, oh, yeah, Roaring Twenties. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that thought process, though, with that thought process, Jeffrey is now a Voyager. What if Jeffrey down the lines decides that he wants to be dropped back before his mom and dad die? We'll never find out. But that could have, I mean, that, and again, there may be rules. See, there are certain points they can't go to possibly. Again, we didn't get quite enough explanation from, what was his name, Wild Man? (laughs) The (laughs) guy. Right, he made it like they just said, "Well, you're retiring. Where do you want to go?" You know. Yeah, there may be rules where you can, yeah, you can't go to your own timeline, or yeah, you can't change that. That's probably stinks, but I think you know. But then again, like we talked about, if you were able to go into your own, and that's why I think they probably have rules not letting you go to your own timeline to change something when you're retired. Because, like, say for instance, as we talked about with Jeffrey, if he would have went back and saved his parents. That would have wiped out everything he did, possibly, and he wouldn't have been there to. It would have caused kind of a paradox because he may not got picked up to be a Voyager at that point, and right that would have changed everything. So that that's why I think, just for safety reasons, I guess, just for for uh, <clears throat> logical reasons, that yeah, they wouldn't let you retire, you know, go back and pet you, you know, moments for your parents died to save them. You what go somewhere if, else, probably outside your timeline after you died. What if the reason why Bog couldn't go past the 70s is because he's really someone from the 80s who died almost died on Halloween night dressed like a pirate? <laughs> and that's why he's not a really his mind is Swiss cheese. And now he thinks he's a pirate because he was dressed like a pirate, but he's from the 80s, and that's why they can't go back to the 80s. I solved the show. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. That's a cool that was a cool idea. Yeah. That would be interesting. <laughs> Swiss cheese, he's like, I am a pirate. <laughs> I'm dressed like, like a, a pirate. pirate. I must be a pirate. Looks like a pirate, talks like a pirate. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> what well, could be again? We'll put a pin in it. No, no. Or, or uh, when Jeffrey said, you know, you'd make a great tour guide at Disney, and um, 
maybe he was from the ride. Maybe he was from Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, yeah, you know, on the show or whatever. Back then. <laughs> and they fluffed. <laughs> like you said, in the 80s. A guy in an accident, so he pulled him out and did <laughs> a voyager and something happened. He got amnesia on the way and he's like, oh, it must be a pirate then. R.R. Bucky. Or they filled his mind because they can erase your memories. Maybe they give artificial memories. False memories. Yeah. You know, I mean, why do that? I mean, why? I still need to work for the show. I think I need to start (laughs) the show, rewrite the show, and put it out there with all of these theories. (laughs) That would be interesting. That's kind of a cool little twist, though, isn't it? Yes. I like my theory. And that's why they all speak proper English. She's not really Greek or Roman. She's actually a theater major, major, whatever, and was doing a play about ancient Rome. And was just that way when she died, you know. And they told yeah. her, and she's from the eighties or nineties or something. And yep, and that's why they all speak with American normal language instead of, you know, other languages. Going back to the tribunal, because I said I wasn't happy with their their attitude about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I like. Like one of them says, well, surely you could have dropped them off at some care facility somewhere. Like, that's just so, so cruel, you know? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, taken from 1982. It was your mistake. It was your Omni that messed up or whatever. And, and <laughs> but, you know, Bob was just like, oh, I thought he'd be better off of me. Like, and it just, there's no common sense in that line. I, it, well, honestly, how good were orphanage or wow. providers before the eighties, or you know? And and he I love have, you, Mrs. Hannigan. I <laughs> could have done a lot of things that he didn't do. So he's a little. He could have brought Jeffrey back to headquarters if he was allowed to go back. You know, it's I don't know. I wondered about this episode. I mean, they brought him to headquarters, and they never said, "Well, you should have came back to get your fixed or have it looked into," right. or. Brought Jeffrey here, you know. So I, I'm wondering if they are able to return to headquarters without some sort of summoning. That was another question. Yeah, like are they st- stuck in their field work, right? You know? Until and, they're the carpet for some, you know, to answer for something. I mean, what if they get in trouble out there? There's got to be a way. Somebody should be monitoring. Well, they have the Omni recorder, obviously. Right. That doohickey. Well, see, I think that thing doesn't. It's not the recorder. I think that thing just reads the Omni. Right. Omni yeah, you put it on back of everything. It records like a TV camera somehow, because uh, we saw, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah, the Omni records what happens, and then that just plays it back. So, did Bog know that it recorded stuff prior to this? It didn't look like. I don't know. He looked know. a little surprised. He's like, "Oh crap! They saw me do that." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they've never been in the courtroom before. Like they never had to wheel it out for you know. Right. Yeah, like because he didn't know if touching would shock him. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. He must have been absent. The first thing they like, they're just like, don't you know, Susan said, don't touch that. Like the last possible second when he grabbed it. That would have been one of the first things. Like if you touch this, you're gonna die. You're gonna be electrocuted. Yeah. You know. I always like that picture. I, I I screen captured it with fog and touching it, and you see the blue light. I'm like, there's quantum leap right there. Like, <laughs> I have a picture somewhere on the on the group. <laughs> it looks like like you could put Sam like leaping yeah, Sam, into him. 
That would be me. That would be a crossover, Sam leaping into a Voyager and <laughs> You don't cross the story the out there where Sam is or not crossing the moon. So Jeffrey. There is a story out there. He, Sam becomes Jeffrey and Jeffrey's like hanging out with owls. <laughs> so I might read that. It'd be interesting. Well, I've had a thought. I never got around to doing it because I'm, I'm a procrastinator, but doing a crossover between like uh, you know, that quantum leap with uh, sliders. Or Sam. <laughs> slider that he slides to a different reality and so he can't. I need to watch that show. I don't know why I never really watched it. Because it was horrible. The first couple seasons was pretty good. I've and heard that I've always heard that the first few seasons, maybe one to two seasons were great. Yeah. And the rest four seasons. Yeah, I think it was four, four, five. And uh yeah, the first two seasons and then they changed from one station to another, I think, and they changed by total production and everything. They got rid of, you know, some of the cast and that's when Jerry O'Connell left. After that, it, I, I still watched it, but the, the later seasons aren't as good as the first couple of seasons. But I definitely recommend checking it out for someone that hasn't seen it yet because I, I enjoyed Sliders for what it was. It was... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, I have to... I really want to finish my Doctor Who Voyager's crossover. <laughs> It's been it's about five, seven years now. <laughs> I got two chapters into it, and I just kind of burnt out and haven't written a thing since. <laughs> but I, I do like this one here was a clip episode, and it was the trial of Phineas, but they yes. were still able to get some real time travel in. And it wasn't all. They still did a history thing. Right. And that's why I can't say that I totally hate the episode. <laughs> Because they still fed my little nerdy heart a little bit, you know, and they they did answer questions. They did open up more thought process and you got to see other people. And I just don't like I don't want to rewatch what I've already watched and see there's people out there who can watch things over and over and don't look at me like that over again <laughs> to the point where their wife can't stand it anymore well, that sounds like wife's personal problems <laughs> but <laughs> i i, I want to see new stuff like if i'm into a show if i want to rewatch it i'll go back and rewatch it on my own don't force it down my throat and it would have been fine if it was like one or two but it was like a lot of it and it wasn't just a little blurb it was like five minutes of watching it felt like it maybe it probably wasn't it's was probably like 30 seconds or something but well yeah. I, i'm pretty sure i'm not positive because i wasn't in the i'm not in the tv industry but i got i'm pretty sure that in the 80s they signed a contract you had to have at least one show that was a clip episode because it seemed like back then everyone did it because it was a money like, budget and the budget's due yeah. or like the budget's out or something oh yeah <laughs> and they had cut the budget for that show immensely. I mean, they were getting hammered from all these different watchdog groups. Everybody, I, I had wrote an, uh, wrote up a piece on that, and it, it was insane. It was really insane. Did oh, it? It's violent, it's to this. It's They were making that show out to be more violent than a show like like Magnum P.I. or, or Night Rider of the time. You know, right. something that was really an adult show. And they were trying to say this Voyagers has more violence than than Mash or well, not Mash, like some war show, or whatever. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. It's 
Oh, every time I, I read that and I, I researched that, I just couldn't believe it. So question, did you hear or did you did you read that? I, I can never remember the full name of Bog. It's like John Eric Hexum or mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. Did you hear that he paid like $500 or $5,000, some large number back in that time frame mm-hmm. to keep the show going out of his own pocket? Yes. I don't know if it was to the network. Like, I think it was more of a publicity thing. He went on like, he paid 5000 for like a campaign of portraits and, and, and he did, apparently he did a lot of local like radios program. He was all over the place trying to promote it here, there, everywhere, um, going here, doing all these interviews. And, and so that cost the money. And then he was, they put out, um, there was a picture. He had a vest on. He wasn't dressed like Finney. He had like a leather vest. It was a portrait. It's a nice portrait. And he had a signature on it. And so that was being, he paid to have that produced. You know, anything, it said Voyagers. It said Voyagers at this time. Right. Yeah, and he did what he could. And and then, and then we had the young woman at the time. She did the letter writing campaign. Uh, she tried her best. <laughs> She's in a group, too. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah, and she said her, her father was a like he worked at the newspaper, so he was able to help her compose that letter. Very you nice. Know, play it this way, and we'll, we'll print it up and everything else. So, so it got the attention back then. You know, now you become well. You, I don't know if you watch Timeless, but it, it almost oh yeah, it mirrored the whole thing. Mirror. It was on NBC. Yeah. It, yeah. They copied Voyages a million times, their stories. Uh, it kind of mirrored how they were saved the same way, like through right. through men's fans' uh, yeah. support. So, yeah, I watched Timeless and enjoyed that and was bummed when it ended and on the cliffhanger. And <laughs> They were able to bring it back at least to tie, I guess, tie it up. They did a TV movie or whatever for it to, to finish it off. Or like four episodes, maybe yeah, something. No, like they that. did. Well, they did. No, they did do it. It was like a, a two-hour movie. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know to finish that off. Yeah, because it came out like uh, the following December or something like that, or a year later, or something like that. I forget right offhand now, but yeah, they did finally come out and uh, finish it off. Because yeah, it was horrible the way they ended it <laughs> on that cliffhanger. Uh, I gave up on TV a long time ago. Like. Because they always like canceling stuff you like. Every time like, you get into something, boom, it's gone. You know, you turn around and it's over. So, so you know, it was a two-part uh, finale in December of 2018. Well, I had to tighten the belt, so I don't have any. I just have Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, everything's on Netflix now. You know, but I love watching the old shows. Still do. Got oh, yeah. Those. So up and up until episode thirteen, what is your favorite episode? Most of my favorites are in that between one and thirteen. Um, I always seem to go back to Cleo and the Babe, a Babe Ruth, and Pilot created equal. It's hard for me to pick one because like everything, every episode has like a bunch of stuff that I like and a bunch of stuff I like. <laughs> But I, I did a little like Instagram little video like my five favorite like boom 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 and Billy and Billy I liked a lot 
What's your least favorite episode? I have to think. Now I need to look at an episode list. Tell me yours. Just give me a minute. (laughs) Voyagers, Created Equal, Boy and Billy, Agents of Satan, Worlds Apart. Oh, I love Worlds Apart. That's my favorite one out of one to 13. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Oh, yeah. I like that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, Out of one to 13, I can say... Yeah, that one. What made it your favorite? Like, what are some things about it that you really um, Edison himself, I, I thought that actor was great. And the fact that Jeffrey was able to do something on his own, like he didn't have bugs. I think it was Jeffrey's half that was more, that I was really into more. Just that whole sequence. Uh, Jeffrey and Edison were great. Right. And even the music was beautiful. Um, someone had isolated the music. and. I think I posted it on the group somewhere in the file, and it's really pretty. You know, the whole sequence when they're trying to light the, you know, get the light bulb on, like, ugh, you know, it's popping. I just love all that. That was, I, I thought it was really well done. Um, oh, okay, Old Hickory and Pirate, not my favorite, out of the 1 to 13. What's that one? That's one with... Uh... Uh, Lafitte and Jackson, Andrew Jackson. Charge and Andrew Jackson, the Battle of New Orleans. That yeah. one, when we talked, I mean, we, we talked about that one. That one there was lacking because seeing how it was dealt with pirates, that would have been a good time to explore more of Boggs' background. Yes. Yeah, they just kind of talk about it. He, he was like, oh, my favorite, my best friends were like, yeah. I'm like, really? Blackbeard, what was it? Bluebeard put put bombs in his beard and was like throw them at people, blew, blew up ships. It was an old legend that he right wore like dynamite in his beard. I, was, I don't anyway. Like, yeah, oh, that's your best friend. <laughs> that was one of my complaints about that one. Is, yeah, they, they could have used that to explore Bugs' history. He was familiar with where they landed, though. Like uh, right. Was it Jamaica? Uh, we were in, um, I forget now. But then there's the travels of Marco Polo and friends, and arrow pointing. I, I grew to love that one, Marco Polo and friends. At first, I found Isaac so annoying. <laughs> then I grew to love the whole New Yorkness of it because I'm a New Yorker. I was like, ah, oh. you know, he, I love this. I just love it. Then <laughs> there was an arrow pointing east. That's the Robin Hood one mm-hmm. in Lindbergh. I thought the Lindbergh segment was was great, and that you know, Merry Christmas, Bob was was really sweet. I heard that was John Eric's favorite uh, episode. I could see why. Yeah, and that was a. Lo- it had a lot of heart. Yeah, like it made it. That's where I feel like we really see Bog completely turn around as far as he's grown up. Like right. Jeffrey made him grow up, you know, he was the perpetual bachelor that like, floated around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <still> waiting, but. <laughs> you know, but I feel like that episode kind of is where you really see Bog become. You're right. He did grow up a lot in that. And John Eric himself has always said, had always said he was not a fan of science fiction. He didn't like, you know, space and all that. He just, he liked dramatic stuff. His first favorite movies were like ordinary people, you know, movies. Like, so an episode like 
Merry right. Christmas, Bog would be, you know, in that vein. The last one's Buffalo Bill and Annie play the palace. See, it's between that one and Lafitte episode. But I think it's the Lafitte episode that my least favorite out of 13. The first 13. I can see that. Buffalo Bill has some cool moments in it, like, you know, dramatic stuff, the tent and everything. Bog trying to go through the jungle. You brought up the fact that they were trying to, like, chastise the show about having all this violence. Crazy. They had a special method for doing it the way they did it. Anytime you even heard a sound like a bomb in the distance, it was like a, a strike like a violent strike. So, you know, the first bunch of episodes was history, was war, this right. and fighting. And so anytime. Sorry if you don't like violence, but that's our history. I mean, even count like a pie in the face. Oh, you know, whatever that's violent, but to a less degree, so right. the sword fighting. So yeah. that, that, that raised it even higher. Sorry. I mean, it's a terrible method. Yeah, no, there, there's people, especially, you know, that if they get it in for a show or whatever, they're, they're going to find wherever they can to make it seem yeah. like it's bad. And the media, like, ran with this group, this watchdog group, they called them. Right. And it was just everywhere. Like, oh, the findings of this watchdog group. Oh. You know. So, but what I was going to say is I find it funny that, they were trying to like chastise the show, but yeah, Bog was like, don't use a gun, <laughs> you know, like, right. Maybe. Cause I mean, compared to the first episode where Jeffrey's like, <laughs> you know, like in the back of the plane, well, right. he did use a, he did use a gun already. But yeah, Bog, yeah, you gun. <laughs> Very good point. Very and good point. A flashback on this episode. In that episode. That, that, and that's actually a bit of character character growth because in that episode he's like you know what do i do he's like shoot him <laughs> he's like, boy, like murder people and we're okay with that but don't shoot a can with the gun don't do <laughs> it that'll change you not the fact that you murdered people and shot down a plane on the first episode or so but don't shoot it a cup can of beans because you know that's bad well let me tell you something interesting maybe it'll you know because you've heard about the world series messing up the time the schedule of voyagers cleo and the babe was supposed to be that ep- third episode William but it was supposed to tie in to the world series and ironically and unfortunately the world series went into overtime and they couldn't air it. There's like a whole, I did a whole write up on it. And, and they just, so between episode three and four, there's like a mix up of characterization. Like it's like in episode three, Bob is like, you're saying he's like this father figure, like don't touch that guy. You know, you're not my father. Blah, blah. But then in episode four, it's like, they barely know each other again. And so I think they were like, they kind of got mixed. They had to, they had to do some rearranging with the episode mm-hmm. because they couldn't air Cleo at the time they wanted. It's interesting. And I think uh, what you're saying, Michelle, about that, I think is because of the watch tour group, they were on the minute the pilot came out, they were on top of it. Like, Oh, this is, this is terrible. This is violent. So I think they probably flipped the script, you know, changed yeah. things and wrote that guns bad 
episode. <laughs> no, don't, don't. <laughs> that that's that's a you know that's probably what it was, really. And you know, Bob the pirate, and they used I know they use swords, but they use guns a lot all the time. Mm-hmm. I learned so. Well, I get it with kids show. Is there anything else that you can think of or that you want to bring into the light uh, to, or any awesome trivia that you've been throwing at us this whole time <laughs> about the, about, the show? About the show. The, uh, um, I could go on and on and on about the show, <laughs> but let me, let me, I'm going to bring it back to the episode. Let me see if I could bring it back to the episode. Um, you know, I will have to say, because, you know, I haven't talked to you before. Mm-hmm. I was really excited to make when we first, the first episode I watched, I looked at Aaron. I said, dude, he looks a lot like punky Brewster. (laughs) I was so excited. He's like, well, actually he's his half sister, you know, that's her half brother. And I'm like, because I'm a huge, like punky Brewster. My show as a kid. So it was really neat. And I'm like, how did I not know about the show? You know, by the time Punky came out, he was kind of not acting as much anymore. But he was apparently everywhere, you know, before before that. I'm sure he was like in Teen Beat and all that stuff. There was this one episode where he's literally like sitting on a rock or something, and he's like posed. And I was like, up. Oh, there's a Tiger Beat picture. And, and I'm like, that so was for like the little teeny girls, teeny bopper girls that are watching the show right now. I, I found, uh, you know, because I have this huge collection, you know, clips and clippings and magazines. And I found, yeah, they were in Team Beat, um, even John Eric, but it was more of those portraits, you know, taken at this, you know, there. They never really, I never saw pictures from the episode really in in the movies from what i found i think we kind of hit on on a lot of the main things of this episode you know the time trouble enigmas you know how they're gonna you know solve that and his parents and and stuff like that you know i just wish like you know bob could have could have grabbed this guidebook should have grabbed the guidebook and no they should have gave him the new one. No, they could have said, look, why don't you guys rest up? You know, um, you know, he was just put through a whole unfair trial, you know. You know, they should have said, Here, have a rest, have a meal. We're gonna fix your omni because we want you to capture Voyager Drake, who could be anywhere in time. So we're gonna give you an upgrade. But no, they didn't didn't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> so so I like this episode because it introduced all the concepts, like the questions that you had from the beginning. Does this work? How does that work? That's what I like the most about episode 13, the headquarters and, well, at least the courtroom and the new characters. Aaron, you got anything else to say? No, was, uh, I enjoyed this episode. Like I say, there, there was a, not a perfect episode. There was things they could have done better. But overall, I do like the fact that they they kind of did answer some questions. Uh, they gave us a little bit of a look at Voyager's headquarters, or at least a courtroom there, classroom, because uh, Phineas did say it was, it was his old classroom also, so when they first right. appeared. Right. It, but we still got, even though I say it was the main focus of the show was Phineas's trial, we did get the, an actual leap into history and, and got some actual real-world history in there also. So, and, I think, and Going through some old notes, 
for yeah. this. And someone had sent me like email. And they said, "Oh, have you ever seen uh, Doctor Who, uh, 1986, The Trial of a Time Lord?" I think now that I see it's 1986. They probably copied from Voyager. Right. They said he said the same thing happens. You know, to the Doctor, he's pulled out of time to the planet, and and. and and you know, there's a there's an evil prosecutor. I said, Oh, that's cool. I never seen that one. I, I I'm not sure who the doctor was in eighty six, but I think that was John Hart Hartnett. The seventh the seventh doctor was it the seventh I forget right offhand. I think that's I think that's the doctor who I've seen some episodes of mm. for the the new series. Yeah, this one was from the eighties. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool." But then, and then there's also stuff. I was thinking it was from the first, second season of Doctor Who from the '60s. They did a trial, okay. I think, with the second Doctor. I thought, I don't, no, I, I don't know. I don't remember oh, offhand. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it was so. And I liked Voyager Drake as a character. Oh yeah, no, I, and I liked that they introduced, I say, a, a bad guy that can be a reoccurring bad guy. Not and he me. opened the can of worms, and he's like, "Well, everybody's on my side, you know. Yeah. There was a lot of people on my side, so it's like, what are they all up to? Something right. to clean house over there, like you don't." A bog should say, "Hey, you know, this is what he told me. I think you need to take a look at, you know, your employees." <laughs> but no, <laughs> well, this they're just episode. taking notes from the American government. That's all. <laughs> No, this episode could definitely use more of a follow-up as yeah. far as that, I think it could have been two parts, but I don't know. Yeah. If it that could have been a very good two-part. Then you could have shown more of the, of the headquarters. You know, yeah. More yeah, they could have expanded it. And, but I mean, the budget and everything. And they thought it was the final episode. Right. Um, yeah, that would have been a little more interesting. But yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. Michelle, your thoughts on this episode um i liked it in a way didn't like it in a way <laughs> i'm just gonna say i'm neutral and i still like my theory which Maybe. one sorry <laughs> i know my million theories i threw out at one time <laughs> the 80s and yes and that he was a at a halloween i think that's really cool costume. that's cool i like it <laughs> well as we were talking i was looking online trying to find some production notes as far as like maybe what orders these were filmed and I did find on uh, gamsguides.com, they've got a page for Voyagers. And oh, of course, there's actually three episodes that they wrote that they didn't produce. Oh, yeah. Years. Yeah, I have read them. I have them. And I, I, the I wrote about them on my website, the plot. One right. of them was reworked into episode 19. Um, it was rewritten and became the one with Graham Bell and the telephone. Well, I can't wait to see that one. Barriers of Sound. Yeah, it became Barriers of Sound. Um, the other two were interesting. Had Churchill, Matahari, King Tut. They went to Egypt. You know, I was like, man, I would have liked to see see that. You know. Yeah, that'd been interesting. King King Louis. I think Jeffrey Jeffrey would have played uh, Mino would have played two parts because King Louis supposedly looked like Jeffrey, and he switched like the Prince and the Pauper. Oh, okay. That was in one of the plots. That's probably King of the Voyager. King of the Voyager, yes. Yeah, the Prince and the Pauper. Yeah, I can, I can see that. But yeah, it's sad that we didn't get these in more episodes, but yeah. 
I wish they could have just let them have a f- like the full 24 episodes. <laughs> right. Um, it's just, unfortunately, they just couldn't get themselves out of that ratings at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, I've looked at all the, the ratings every week. You know, the newspapers used to print that stuff. And right, right at the bottom, they were always, uh, there's few, only a few episodes climbed them a little higher. Like, um, Cleo was good. But other than that, and then there was a lot of, you know, preemptions. Um, right. You can always kill a show. Yeah. It got preempted a few times, especially in the later episodes. It was like, like, oh, yeah, we have one more to put, you know, and it was like three months later. Right. And then, then it was over for good. Yeah. I was happy. I mean, well, I didn't know about it, but I was glad to have found it back in 92, you know. But NBC had created Sci-Fi Channel. They, they owned it then, and so they were putting their old shows on there, their old sci-fi shows. I have a commercial on the page from that original series, and you see Voyagers as part of the lineup. Well, look at that, that Gams guide. We haven't gotten that far yet, so I haven't noticed that, but yeah. Episode 18 came out March the 27th. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing those dates. Episode uh, 19 didn't come out till June. Right. And then episode 20 came out in July, a month later. So Why were they preempted? Or what What does that mean? They just, um, they, for whatever reason, the network decided not to play those episodes and played something else, and they kept pushing it back. And Yeah, there was college football at one point had preempted it. And I don't know about the other reasons. Right. You know, it just took low priority for them. So, yeah, they anything that came up, oh, let's go push Voyagers back. Well, no one cares about that. No, we care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you're like, you're all about, oh, we got to, you know, kids, kids, kids. This was a kid's show. Mm-hmm. It was actually, to me, it was kind of, I wouldn't say an experimental show, but it was something that was never done. Right. By, you know, working with Scholastic. I think Scholastic should have done more. To push mm. the show. Oh yeah. This well, was, they were new to television then. They had something else in the seventies that they tried out, but it wasn't like a TV show like this. So this was like their first TV show, Scholastic show, and they should have had books out. You know, I think they did put them in. You know, for schools, the Scholastic readers, the weekly readers, I'm trying to find them. I think they were in one or two of their magazines. I have one or two, but um, maybe I'm thinking of the later 80s ones we used to get in school. Do you, you remember those? They were like yeah. Oh, yeah, no, paper, thin, paper thin and, and they had like all this stuff in it. Um, oh, yeah, no, I remember that kind of stuff, yeah. And, uh, but I think they kind of dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Of promoting, it wasn't. They weren't promoting. They left it up to NBC, but on their end, they could have put out a comic book. They could have put out a lunchbox. I love those tin lunchboxes. I would kill to have a <laughs> You could get them custom made. Like I wonder. Oh yeah. But because you took time out here, eventually, what I'm I I like making like tumblers and cups and stuff i'll make sure that somehow when i get my my setup that i'm planning to get hopefully this summer that i make you a voyager's tumbler i will make one and send you one that is i I, I, (laughs) because you took time out to talk with us and stuff 
Ah, and you on your page, I will definitely make you a Voyager's Tumblr. You just got to tell me what images you want oh, come from there. So, thank you. I, I'm having fun. I, I thought I'd be a lot more nervous, but I've, now that I've done this, this is like my third time or fourth time. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We've went two years of, you know, COVID, everybody zooming, zooming, zooming. I'm like, all yeah. right, this is me. <laughs> yeah, if we can, we'll definitely have to do these and get you on here more often because, yeah, it's, it's fun talking with you. I enjoy talking with other people about this and hear another. Yeah, like, whoever, like, if you want me on back here and I'll do this again, like, you know, I love the last episode, just seeing them. You asked me, I will definitely have to get you on for that one. Yeah, we'll have to, like, it's 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 we'll all have to do, like, a big, yeah. like, end of. We got a couple plans after that, but yeah, that last episode. But yeah, no, well, thank you very much, uh, Ginger, for taking time out of your day and, and speaking with us. Like I say oh, it was thank you. definitely fun. Well, we appreciate you. Thanks a lot. And like I say this is episode thirty. So we think we got a couple. I got a couple episodes for this one comes out, but I'll let you know when this one comes out. And sure, just post it. Oh, I definitely will. If you ever have like a write up or something about? Your different podcasts. I can do a blog, you know. Put put it on the blog if you have something you want to say. Awesome! I almost forgot. Before we go, put it on the. uh, Maybe I could put it on the sidebar too. I should. (laughs) I have to go and and update. A bit earlier, uh, you want to tell everyone that's listening where they can find more about you and where you hang out on the internet. Facebook. Whoever's still on there, it's Voyages Guidebook, a group, not a page. It's a group. I have to approve you to join, but whatever, you know, just join. And um, I'm on Instagram, Voyages Guidebook, Instagram, same name, Voyages, I think, underscore guidebook. I can't remember the name. At Voyages Guidebook. <laughs> Either way, you'll find it. There's not a lot of Voyager content on there. Right. And Voyages Guidebook, as of right now, VoyagesGuidebook.com is the main is my current blog that I'm working on. So I still have the the other site, but it's not Voyages Guidebook not, not anymore. So I can't use that name right now. But it's still up there. The main the main website. Voyagers Guidebook.wixsite.com slash Voyagers Guidebook. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately I had to go that route, but it got very pricey. But everything's still up there. And check it out. She's got some amazing stuff with uh, some really good content in there. Oh, YouTube also. I mean, but that's, I haven't, YouTube changed so much. I used to do fan videos. I used to have so much fun. So did other people. These are great stuff, great fun content, you know, whatever we could do with 20 years. I watched a lady who actually went to his grave site. And yes, that's the case. Grave site. She, she, um, she was running, she has a group on Facebook too, Ten of Fly Guy for John Eric Hexham himself. So she did that. And, and the fans had actually gotten together to pay for that Senate, they have the Cenotaph, they call it, like the little uh, thing. Right. Uh, well, I mean, she tried to, you know, people donated and, and, and got that put in. Well, very nice. That little uh, cemetery there. Um, I don't think, I think that was not too far from his last home in LA. Well, again, thank you very much for coming and we appreciate you spending time with us this late in the evening for you. So it was great talking to you both. And before we go for this episode, 
I do want to uh, bring out, we did have an actual email, actually a couple of emails from the same guy. I'm shocked we have a listener. <laughs> so we have a listener besides Hal. Yes. Uh, who haven't heard from him in a while. He's had some personal stuff going on. Uh, but this was Steve Quiltier. He wrote to us back on April the 17th. Hi, Steve. And I'm going to read his... <laughs> uh, I'm going to read his email real quick. He says, I have thoughts. I'm going to read his email. He says, okie dokie, here it is. Again, apologize for the link to the email, but a podcast makes me think thoughts means I like it. Hello, as I said on Facebook, I just started listening and binging. Not finished yet, yet, but I thought I'd throw a few thoughts your way. First, I'm really enjoying the podcast. I'm also rewatching the episode, so I'm following along. I watched some, though not all, of the episodes when they first aired. And I was 15 when the shows aired. So he's a little bit older than I am. Oh, and I grew up in Lower Saxville, Nova Scotia, Canada, near Halifax. A Canadian. We'll hold that against you. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm not too hung up on the time-traveling stuff. I look at it this way. Jeffrey was a part of the timeline until 1982, so he would be affected by any changes or fixes made before then. He would retain those memories when he was taken out of the time flow. I see it more like Doctor Who, in which the companions still retain their memories while they travel with the Doctor more than Quantum Leap. In Quantum Leap, and yes, I will listen to your Quantum Leap podcast after this one, <laughs> Al is still a part of the timeline and is affected by the changes made by Sam. Sam, however, retains his memories of his version of history because he is not a part of the regular flow of time. As for the problems, there's no reason why a problem in, say, 73 B.C. should happen before a problem in 1692. Think of the universe as a car. The carburetor stops working, you replace it. Then your alternator goes, so you fix it. They were installed at the same time, but they don't fail at the same time. I use alternators because I once had a car in which I had to replace an alternator more than once while I never had a problem with the carburetor. Maybe 1992 just wore out before 73 B.C., for whatever reason. Uh, that's that's an interesting thought. And we've talked about, in fact, we talked about this episode, why there are certain problems of time that Jeffrey doesn't know. And that that is an interesting way of looking at the time's just wearing out and they have to go fix these problems. That's, that's an interesting thought. Uh, he continues, besides its episodic TV, in 2022, we've been spoiled by the ability to stream and rewatch. This allows for us to watch earlier episodes. The producers needed to create episodes so anyone could just drop in and watch without prior knowledge, as they had no DVDs or streaming services. And that's the kind of TV I like. And they just didn't think about such things. They didn't have to. Try figuring out the MASH timeline. Heck, on the early episodes, Hawkeye's mother was alive, and then suddenly she died when he was a kid. My favorite is the TV show Emergency, which was a spinoff of Adam-12. The characters appear on each other's shows. Then suddenly, in an episode... The guys on emergency are watching Adam 12 on TV. Say what? <laughs> uh, and they apologize for the long email. Uh, he teaches English and culture studies, so he thinks a lot about these things. Uh, he says, I will end on more thought. You've commented on the unrealistic violence of the show. I chalked that up to the censors who did not look kindly upon violence, especially in a show that kids might watch. Remember, this is the era of the A-team in which no one died. <laughs> And perhaps also explains why Bog doesn't want Jeffrey to use a gun. I tell my students that we can expect a certain amount of versatility in shows, but realism is still a literary form that is manipulated by external forces. Realism is different from reality. Uh, so that was his first meal, and I replied to him and thought, thanked him for the thoughts and told him that we, uh, we'd be uh, reading this on there at some point and keep us informed. And then he sent another email 
uh, say he's going to do a quantum quantum leap rewatch, and he'll listen to our show along as he does that. Uh, then we, on April the 18th, I got another email saying he had two more episodes. It'll be caught up. Uh, he said he also he didn't have a problem with Jeffrey knowing stuff because I was very much like him. I was probably an annoying kid. I also have a very clear memories of John Hexham's death. He was in 12th grade. And then he, the last email I got says he's finally caught up and there's much rejoicing. Yay, flag waving, etc. <laughs> so again, thank you very much, Steve, for following uh, us. Yeah, for following us and for writing in. Like I said, I love hearing from people. Yeah, we do. But and so is my wife. I, well, I can't speak for you, but I love hearing from people and how they found the show and their thoughts on it. So, yeah. but that's the only email we've got and the only comment I've got on this. So, hey, it's a start. No, it's definitely a start. I, I again, I thank you very much, Steve, for writing in. Yeah, please continue to do so on this and on the uh, Quantum, Leap. Quantum Leap show, the Starbright Project. But I think that's going to end it for this episode. So, is your Omni Green yet? Do we? Do we? We've covered everything. Oh, there's a couple more things. It's still red. We need. No, I'm joking. It's green. Shoot. It's green. Oh, bat's breath. <laughs> I forgot to tell her that I can't stand that. I'm so sad. <laughs> well, next time we'll have to bring that up. But yes, but no, this episode is finished. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Oh, really? What's yes. going on now? Uh, you like Hawaii? I don't know. You like Japanese? I've never people? been. You gonna take me? You like Japanese people blowing up Hawaii? <laughs> that was wrong. Talk about I not liking violence. I didn't do it. <laughs> and also... So Pearl Harbor it is, huh? Yeah, also... Well, not only Pearl Harbor. Uh, you remember a couple of episodes ago, we had... Uh, when was... Oh, it was last episode. Buffalo Bill and Annie Oakley play the palace. Yeah. You know, that, that title makes me think they're in Vegas. <laughs> and maybe that's kind of what they're going for um, But do you know Buffalo Bill's real name? No We talked about it, I'm sure William Cody Okay Well, next episode um, the Besides Pearl Harbor They meet some teenage kid named Bill Cody Hmm If you want to learn more about the Wright Brothers Eddie Rickenbacker And the early days of flying Take a voyage to your nearest public library It's all in books Thank you for listening. This has been Voyager's Cast, a proud member of the hit cast network family of shows. All copyrights belong to respective owners, and no copyright infringement is intended or implied. We're just a huge fan of time travel shows, and Voyager's in particular. Be sure to join us monthly as we watch where Phineas and Jeffrey land next. And if you enjoy this show, check out the other shows on the hit cast network. The first week of the month, we have Head Speaks and the Starbright Project. Head Speaks is where I talk about comic books, TVs, movies, books, anything geeky. The Starbright Project is where Michelle and I look at another great time travel series, Quantum Leap, and then we'll talk about it. The second week of the month brings you G.I. Joe, a real American headcast, and this show, Voyager's Cast. Over on my G.I. Joe show, we look at the G.I. Joe comics and cartoons from the late 80s. The third week of the month... We drop both Task Force X and Retrospect to the 80s. Task Force X is a show that looks at the Suicide Squad and Checkmate books from the late 80s. Retrospect to the 80s, surprisingly enough, is a show where Michelle and I, and possibly some guests, look back at what we think is the greatest decade there was, the 80s. 
finally, the fourth week of the month, I released the Starman Manhunter Adventure Hour and Bravo Team. Starman Manhunter is a show where I look at the Will Payton Starman and the Mark Shaw Manhunter books, both from the late 80s. Yes, I, I have a time period. Uh, Bravo Team is my sister's show to the G.I. Joe team, or maybe brother show, where we look at anything else G.I. Joe related. We'll be back next month to join our friends Finnis and Jeffrey as they leap into, well, the unknown. Until then, remember, may your landings always be soft and your lights always be green.